This is a GRDC podcast. Research funded by GRDC is examining the issues around sequencing back into grains following a cotton crop, particularly in relation to water availability for those subsequent grain crops. Rain-fed cotton production has become an integral part of dryland farming systems in the northern grain regions of New South Wales and southern Queensland, with new cultivars, higher cotton prices and minimum till moisture conservation all leading to a greater uptake. But for some growers who are perhaps new to cotton, moving back into grain from a cotton crop can be tricky and costly if mistakes are made. I met John Baird from the New South Wales Department of Primary Industries at his trial paddock near Narrabri in northern New South Wales to discuss some of those issues and how the trial work he is undertaking is helping growers make better decisions. So the main one would be weeds, so cotton retoons, regrowth and cotton volunteers. So with that it may bring on a, a further fallow maintenance cost for growers and also the longevity, so that could be a, a one to two year long term effect for the next fallows. Okay so these are issues that farmers uh, are struggling with right now. Yeah correct so with the adaption of no-till cotton farming we are starting to see long-term return growth and volunteers uh, germinating years after that actual commercial cotton crop was grown. So tell me about the industry standard what do most growers do in terms of following up a cotton crop here? So in this area we're actually quite divided. Traditionally, as I said, we were forced and so a lot of growers were double disking a, a complete full cultivation of their cotton crop. There's been a tendency to, to look at the narrow strip till cultivation, which we're also looking uh, evaluating here. But the general cotton growers are looking to implement a no-till situation, retain that moisture and use it to promote that double cropping yield. Okay, let's have a look at how the trials then have been conducted. As you say, uh, you've done a narrow strip cultivation, uh, you've done a full cultivation and minimum till, is that the case? Correct. So we've implemented the three cultivations, or treatments as you just said, and with that, on top of that, we've also grown a chickpea and a wheat treatment along with a cover crop, which was a barley. Which is the, in the winter immediately following the, the cotton crop, is that right? Correct. So all the crops were planted double crop following the cotton. So the cotton for this trial was planted in the 16-17 summer and then we implemented all our treatments in the 17 winter. You've actually just replanted some sorghum here and just a couple of weeks ago and it's popping through the soil now. But let's go through some of the results that you had. It was fairly clear in my reading that chickpeas seemed to be the star performer when it came to a crop to follow cotton. Am I reading that right? Yeah, for that first season, the chickpeas really did outshine the wheat in terms of gross margins. For yield, for grain yield, the wheat no-till system did generate a one tonne to the hectare yield, uh, which was the greatest yield for the trial. Following the cultivation, and both cultivations were identical, the wheat yield was 0.7 of a tonne per hectare. The chickpea no-till, which again yielded higher than the cultivated chickpea treatment, the chickpeas yielded around 0.67 tonne to the hectare. When we evaluate grain price, the chickpeas ended up profitable at around $130 to $140 per hectare. So when we evaluated gross margins, the chickpeas did stand out on on top. 
Let's just get back to water, soil moisture for a minute. Did you measure the difference in the cultivation types in terms of what moisture was available to the crops? Yes, we did. So originally, following the summer um, cotton crop, there was 77 mils of plant available water. So that was our starting base. From implementing the three treatments, cultivation treatments, so the full cultivation, which was a double disc plough twice over the plots, that reduced plant available water by at least 20 to 24 mils. When we implemented our strip row cultivator, so our strip row was only cultivating 30 centimetres around the cotton plant and basically ripping the cotton stump out of the ground. The strip row cultivator, it reduced plant available water by 12 to 14 millimetres. So there was a difference with that available water from the initial cultivation treatment. Now with the chickpea, as you say, the gross returns were higher. Was it better at seeking moisture as well is was it in you know agronomically a better crop to grow what we saw with the chickpeas that actually held on a lot longer and we, we did actually receive some late rain in 2017 around October September October and the chickpeas were able to extract that moisture a lot better for grain whereas the wheat we found it matured a lot earlier during that 2017 season so Chickpeas were able to extract more moisture, more plant available moisture than the wheat for that 2017 season. And the main reason was that they were actually able to have a longer growing season and made greater use of that late in-season rain. At that point, after that winter crop, following the cotton, what were the lessons that you'd learned so far? So, so far, after the first season's results, what we have learned is that Cultivation will impact your soil moisture, but it did reduce weeds and return numbers significantly. So we had a reduction of over 100 plants per hectare by cultivating. So following that 2017 winter crop, coming into the 17-18 season, we actually didn't see any returns of volunteers in the cultivated treatments. Whereas in the no-till treatments, we saw over 100 weeds per hectare, cotton weeds. Okay, so then you must be looking at what are the longer term effects of that? Correct. So this leads us into this season. So unfortunately here at Narrabri we had a very dry 2018 winter. So we weren't able to plant our second crop this winter. But as you said earlier, we've just planted our sorghum crop and we are now going to evaluate that long-term effect with this sorghum yield and also volunteer and return numbers. Are there distinct agronomic benefits of having cotton in a rotation? So the main benefit agronomically for cotton in a uh, rain-fed situation is the fact that we can spray Roundup over the course of the cotton crop's life. So what that allows growers is to actually apply Roundup-ready herbicide over the top of the crop without causing any yield damage. Uh, It allows for a cleaner summer cropping situation. Okay. Economically, obviously price driven, but it's an important part of a rotation up here, clearly because so many growers do it. Yeah, correct. That's another main benefit for the growers implementing cotton into their system. So over in Gunnedah in our farming system site, we planted cotton this past season and we had results where the returns for that cotton system actually has outperformed the other systems that have had three crops in it. So basically one summer crop has outperformed three winter crops. Okay, well that's significant. But I suppose 
it's going to be different everywhere, isn't it? Narrabri might be uh, quite different. Correct. So at Narrabri and Pampas as well, we both grew cotton in our farming systems trial in the 16-17 summer. It was quite a tough summer. We started with a full profile, but uh, in the end, yields were quite low due to the extreme heat and low rainfall. And so our system with the cotton has not performed as well as the baseline system, which included a wheat, chickpea, wheat rotation. Who's going to learn from this research? So for growers who are growing cotton quite regularly, they may see the impact of continual returns or continual volunteers naturally in their system. So really we're looking to help the growers who are looking to implement cotton on an opportunity basis and promote strategies that will help them get back into a grain producing system. So there you have it. If you are a grower who maybe occasionally grows cotton or you're just new at growing cotton, this is certainly research that you should keep an eye on. That was John Baird from the New South Wales Department of Primary Industries at Narrabri. <laughs>